this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage car life. It's cold outside, the cat is looking out of the window as I lay here on my bed, all snug as a bug in a rug. Not like the bugs in my jasmine plant though, or is that the olive leaf? Nope, nope, it's the olive tree, it's my little olive tree. There are roly-polies in there. Ugh, I know. But I'm not, I'm not snug like that kind of bug. Although technically it's a crustacean, but we'll get into that in another episode. No, I am snug under my sleeping bag, also known as the magic sleeping bag. I've had it since I was carrying my daughter and two big hotel blankets, the comforter kind. And I am just all toasty. And I'm sitting here about to give you a recipe to make me make you nice and toasty for your nice holiday meals or just meals, period. You know, there's always room to add a little bit of an extra flavor toward not just the holiday, but everyday life. And I want to encourage you to eat more fruit as it is. So today, I want you to open up your big book of stuff and turn to the savory fruit section because today we are going to make peppered plums. Let's get started. And as we get started, I would like to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Coach Key at Her Divine Alignment. Coach Key is a higher self mentor, and she's there for women who would like to find a way to elevate their lives and they're not really sure how to start or they just need some help in making a game plan, contact Coach Key because she has the answers that you're looking for. Together you can work toward the goal. You know, life is a journey and we say that so many times. But it's not really a journey you can pick tickets up for from somebody else. You have to be the one to actually create your ticket, create your destination, and then take the steps it needs in order to get there. And without a game plan, that just leads to confusion and it sometimes means you never get anywhere. So if you have time and you're a woman looking to empower yourself, enhance your life, I highly recommend today's sponsor, Her Divine Alignment. So, let's get back to the episode. Remember, look for herdivinealignment.com and book your appointment today. Why savory plums? Why peppered plums? Why not only sugar plums? Why not plum dessert? I'll tell you why. Everybody doesn't want something sweet all the time. Life has sugar and sweet. It has good and bad. It has everything. And for some people, joy is hot and fiery, not just sugary. So that's why. Also, you may recognize this particular combination or a form of it from island cuisine, not from the islands on the Pacific, but the Atlantic. Understand though, that I'm not reproducing those recipes in truth. I'm making my own twist on them. 
So if you're from the West Indies, you may say, that's not how you make peppered plums. Well, this is how I make mine. So there you go. And I have nothing but love for my West Indian associates and my friends. I have some very good and dear people that I have great love for from the West Indies, specifically Trinidad. So if the phrase Trini to the bone means anything to you, you understand that they are deep in my heart and that I do understand that they have a very specific way of cooking their own food. Trust and believe they are forthright in how they feel and you will know how they feel. And I give them much love and I admit this is not a West Indian recipe, but it is inspired by it. And I want to get you to eat more fruit, so let's keep going. So if you've been following the podcast for a while, or if you have been following me on other social media ventures, such as my blogs or lifestyle uh, little writings, or even have some of my books, you will know that I had a red plum tree with red leaves here in my yard. I actually had two. We were forced to remove them by the property management because we don't own our home and they were just haters. I mean that's really what it comes down to. They were haters but luckily my cherry trees uh, escaped the culling. But this was my plan for this season was to actually have red plums. Well I will say this the trees were not in the greatest of health. We have been battling a scale sickness so if anything, I'm hoping that from the stumps, new trees will grow just out of spite. No, no, I'm not powered by spite, but there's a little bit of a little getting my own back there. But anyway, back to what I was talking about. So you could have used the red plums that my trees make, but in that case, they don't get much larger than 50 cent pieces, which is for people who don't know how large that is. I'm going to say that's about two to two and a half inches depending on where you are um, as far as what your understanding of a 50 cent piece should be. Mine were really big. So <laughs> it's between two and a half and three inches. So when I was planning to do this, I would have needed about seven to 10 of them to make this recipe. But you won't need that. You might be able to go to your local grocer or farm stand and even though it's out of season, get some plums and they'll probably maybe five or six seven at the most if they're about the size of a small baseball or well not a baseball more like a um a little bit larger than a golf ball size now if these sizes don't mean anything to you think about the size that you could almost close your hand around that would be the size plum you'd need so maybe five or six of those seven at the most nothing more than that Okay, so let's say that you don't have access to plums. You could substitute plum cots or plurries. Now plum cots are a combination between plums and apricots and plurries are a combination between plums and cherries. See the theme of a stone fruit here? But understand it's going to change the taste. Once you've determined what you're getting, pick them out doesn't have to be the most perfect looking ones you know because you're going to stew them down so it doesn't matter well not really stew but you'll see what we're going to do wash them off really well if you have fit spray or if you have some sort of uh, fruit wash that's great if you don't little baking soda and water just you know rub them off 
just to get the, the nasties off that may have gotten to them during shipping and you're ready to go. And if you have some that you've already gotten from your tree and you've put them in the freezer, you can still work with them. They just will be really soft because as you know, when you unfreeze you know, stone fruit, sometimes once it's thawed, it gets really, really soft. So just be prepared that that's what's, be prepared, that's gonna happen, but it's okay. You're going to want to remove the stone or the pit from all of these fruit. So the best way to do this is to simply cut along the side, go along, along the natural groove. It's like nature gave you your own little instruction manual where to cut and cut it in half and remove the stone. Put it to the side, save it, let it dry out a little bit so that you can plant them next year or plant them now if you're doing winter sowing. I believe we had an episode on winter sowing in this podcast on how to plant in the winter time with milk cartons so that they grow next year. I'll have to go back and see if we did. If not, then we'll add a new one if it, if it didn't happen or if it was too far ago. Sometimes I unpublish episodes, so we'll see. Also, once you've got this done, you want to cut all of these particular fruits into seven or eight wedges each. And uh, I'm not the boss of you. I'm not gonna tell you how to cut them. You don't have to cut them in the wedges. You can cut them into chunks. Do what you want. It's your party, your peppery plum party. Next thing you're gonna want is the pepper. Now listen, most people use black pepper for this and that's absolutely fine. You do not have to get all fancy. But for me, I prefer to use guinea pepper or grains of paradise. You'll like them but they're not like regular black pepper, okay? There's nothing wrong with using regular black pepper, but the grains of paradise add a little touch of like, it's almost like a citrus kind of, I I can't explain it, you have to taste it. Now let's say you don't like black pepper or you want something of a different flavor. If you have a taste for spice, like heat, You could put in Szechuan peppercorn, but now it's become a whole other dish and you have to take responsibility for that if someone can't take that spice. But it would be interesting. So let me know if you decide to make that substitution. I would love to hear how it turns out. going to need about a tablespoon of regular pepper or if you add Szechuan peppers about a half a tablespoon of Szechuan peppers if they're spicy. The next thing you want to do is have your cooking oil. I understand that everybody wants EVOO, everybody wants the olive oil. Let it go. Let that olive grow in peace y'all. Let it go. Everything doesn't need olive oil. My recommendation for this recipe is straight up vegetable oil or avocado oil. Both of them are healthy, and avocado oil is good for you. Book point. So it's less likely that you'll have one of those kitchen moments where everybody's like, why is the alarm singing? Because you got distracted, because people are asking you 100,000 questions about why are you making peppered plums instead of savory plums? And yeah, so we don't want that. So avocado oil will be my, my recommendation for this particular part of the recipe. But we're not done yet, we have one more item to add. Mm -hmm. 
So the next main ingredients we're going to add ingredients we're going to add is honey. You can pick the honey that you like best. Clover honey is the one that most people choose. I like buckwheat honey as well if you're using store-bought honey. But I'm going to tell you that most of the honey I get is from local growers, of course. People who have apiaries. That's not a flex. That is not a flex. It's just a matter of my husband is a bee wrangler and was a beekeeper. So obviously, duh, I get honey. So, but all our bees died. So, womp womp. <laughs> you know, so we have to buy honey. I love buying my honey from Kutchie's Family Market in Warren, Michigan. Okay, so that was a plug, but they didn't pay me for it or they didn't ask to sponsor my episode. I just want to give them some love, okay? Okay, another good one is bees in the D. All right, so moving on though. Um, and they're in Detroit. If you have made herbal honeys, this is the time to experiment. Some of you made pepper honey during the summer. Some of you made other herbed honey. So if you want to get wild and crazy with what's in your cabinet, this is the time to shine. This is the time to kick it up a notch. And you're going to use all of these things together. Want to know how? Want to see it? Here it go. So there's another ingredient that's going to come into play, but it's not going to be until the end. And if you don't have this ingredient, that's okay. You don't have to have it. It's not necessary. It's not required, but it's nice to have. So it's completely up to you. So what we're going to do is we're going to take our plums. They've already been washed. They've already been cut up. They've already been de-stoned or de-pitted, depending on what you say in your region. And we're going to set them to the side. We're gonna get our pan ready. If you're using a nonstick pan, I still recommend you use the oil because it's part of the sauce base. So please, uh, don't think that that nonstick coating means no oil. Put in a little bit of the oil and see if it covers the pan, you know, swish it around a little bit. And if it does, you're good to go. If you need a little bit more, add a little more. If you have a small pan and you don't need that much, then don't use that much. It's up to you. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take your plums, put them in, and you're going to saute them just a bit. Now here's the tricky part. If you can eat salt, you're going to add your salt now. If you cannot eat salt, leave the salt out. You're going to stir them around in that pan for a couple of minutes, okay? So then after they get like nice and warm and you can see them kind of like not breaking down all the way but kind of softening up a little bit, now you're going to add your honey, your pepper, and you're going to enjoy this next process. This process is the part where you begin to make the sauce for the plums and you is only going to be bringing about by you stirring them in the honey, stirring them in the oil, stirring them with the peppers. If you have added ginger, because I see you, I know you, I know some of you are adding ginger, just like I know some of you are adding hibiscus flowers. I know my audience 
and I know what you do. And you like to have flavor. You don't just stick things in your mouth. You like to have flavor. So you probably have already altered this while I'm talking to you. So it's all right. If you decided to pepper up your recipe, that's fine. I can see you groaning. It wasn't that bad. Come on. It's hard to make mom jokes with a pepper plum episode. What do you want from me? Once you've gotten to the portion of this particular recipe, this measure of the recipe where the sauce is made, the plums are like getting nice and soft and warm all the way through, you're about ready to take them off of the fire. Understand that if the plums are a little under ripe, you're gonna have to cook them a little longer than you would if they were really ripe during the summertime. And that's okay. This is a side dish. It's not really meant to be eaten as a main course. So if people are focusing on the exact consistency of your plums, they really need something else to do. And they're being unthankful because you've made this wonderful gift for them and they have nothing else to do than to pick at your peppered plums. This is a really, really um, alliterated episode. I just want to point that out. Lots of letter P's going on, but that's okay. Now, I did tell you that there was an additional ingredient to add at the end. Some people add lamb's quarter, like the dried lamb's quarter, and they sprinkle it over there. Some people add thyme. Some people add parsley. It's up to you. I'm not the boss of you. We've established this a long time ago. So if that's what you want to add, this is the time. If you have something like a nice little herbal sugar that you want to put in or a tiny bit of herbal salt, this is the time. You know how to make them because we talked about them earlier in this year. Personally, if you have it, if you have some ginger grass, chop some of that up and put it in. It'll be perfect. Don't look at me that way. Try it before you judge. And now we've come to the end of our episode, our episode of Peculiar Peppered Plums during the winter season for the holiday instead of sugar plums. I hope you found this recipe to be exciting and interesting. I hope you try this recipe. I hope you add it to the ever-widening array of tastes and flavors that we've collected together. I love sharing this culinary journey with my friends, and we're friends, right? I also want to remind you to be kind this season. In the hustle of bustle, of buying things and being overly concerned with what we may be getting. We often forget that things from the heart, like cooking, like a kind word, like a scarf or a held hand or a warm shoulder, are gifts in themselves. So if you have a chance to offer any of those, do so, and you'll find that the warmth that blossoms in your heart can be almost as warm as these peppered plums. I look forward to hearing from you again and seeing you here on my Magical Cottage Core Life.